Hello everyone and welcome to the Inspire Your Life podcast with me your host Aarti Rabikrasoon. I believe we find inspiration all around us, especially from the stories that we all have in us. My aim with the Inspire Your Life podcast is to bring some of those real stories to light, stories of my guests that resonate with you and me. It's by listening to these stories that we can be inspired and motivate ourselves to overcome find a new path and rise even higher than we thought possible. Joining me on the show today is Rina Kula and we will be talking about leading for success in the pandemic. Now Rina is the founder and CEO of Agilis executive consulting, a management consulting firm that offers HR partnerships and executive coaching to organizations across the globe. Her background is an executive HR consultant specializing in leadership strategy and professional development, where she launched and led consulting firms that supported clients with their workforce planning, organizational design strategies, and HR programs for growth. Rina has been nominated for an RB BC Canadian Woman Entrepreneur Award through the WOI or the Women of Influence Organization. She's also a member of the Forbes Coaches Council, which is how we met, and also on the Harvard Business Review Advisory Council. She writes for Entrepreneur Media and is a speaker with the Work Wellness Institute in Canada, talking about best practices in leadership, diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives. I just love your focus areas, Rina, and I can tell you are someone who's on the move. So welcome to the Inspire Your Life podcast today. Thank you so much, Arthi, for having me. It's a pleasure. It's truly a pleasure and an honor for me. Oh, thank you for making the time. I know it's quite early in the morning there for you. It's afternoon here in Johannesburg. So I really, yeah. really appreciate it. Absolutely. Tell, you know, I've just given everyone, everyone a very quick sort of overview about you, which is so, so impressive. But I want to know a little bit more about Rena. Tell us more about yourself. Sure, sure. No. Um, well, Arthi, I'm in Canada. I'm in Alberta, mm-hmm. Calgary. Um, yes. Born and raised in Alberta. So I have spent my entire life here in this, this beautiful province. Okay. Um, and I have worked predominantly um, outside of about a six-month um term back in 1996, I was in London, UK, uh-huh. but, uh, predominantly in Alberta, the, my entire career Wow! And in uh, human resources consulting and um, predominantly, I guess, in the professional services area. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, just a bit on the personal side, Rina? Yes. Um, well, personally, I am the mom of two wonderful children. Oh, sweet. Um, <laughs> I can't say they're young anymore, so it certainly does feel like I nurture them very differently at this stage in life, which uh-huh. is uh, really nice. I think it's it's an experience uh, I wasn't expecting. You know, okay. um, we talk a lot about how parenthood changes you, and um, you know, it's it's nice to have a different type of friendship with my children at this stage, which oh. um, has evolved into their personalities, and I can see you know little bits and parts of how they're teaching me a lot about myself at this stage in life. So. Mm-hmm. 
I I really did didn't expect that, and I welcome it. I really do appreciate. I think the relationship I have with both of my children at this stage. Oh, that's beautiful. You know, I, being a mom of a four and a half year old myself, I I can understand as we go through different stages how different the as you're saying the relationship evolves. So I completely understand that. How beautiful that you so pleasantly surprised by what's actually transpiring at this stage. Thank you yes, so much. Oh, you're welcome. I remember those days, and I do miss them. But I mean, it does get but, uh, it does get better as it evolves. I can promise you that. <laughs> well, that's excellent. Excellent to note. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take us back a little bit to the business, your uh, Agilis, um Executive Consulting, and I know that you mentioned to me that you started this business actually in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic. So I'm so interested in terms of just giving us a bit of a background around that. Why why did you actually opt to do so in one of like the most difficult times, you know, for established businesses, let alone for a startup. I'm very curious about that. <laughs> yes, no, it was, um, you know, it was interesting, Arthi. It was uh, something I probably never ventured out to do or take such a large risk at uh-huh. such a risky time globally. Mm-hmm. And it was a venture I was thinking about for, you know, quite a, quite a long time, uh, okay. pre-pandemic. But, you know, it was one of those things where, I think maybe one day, you know, maybe one day, maybe one day I'll try consulting again. I had a previous consulting firm back in 2012. My children are younger mm-hmm. and it was very successful. And I really enjoyed, I think, you know, what what I really enjoyed about that, Arthi, was just the ambiguity of not knowing what's going to happen in the day. And although the projects were known, um, how they would evolve and how my day would unfold and, mm-hmm. you know, not the traditional eight to four was very, very nice for me. Mm. So one day, maybe I'll go back and do that again. Maybe I'll try something different. And the pandemic actually opened the door for me to do that because the entire world was at home. Mm-hmm. You know, we were, we were looking at organizations that were taking time to recognize that their workforce was going to change. Mm-hmm. Uh, roles were evolving and how we did work and connecting with people was also changing. And I think it was an opportunity for me not only to say, you know what, at this stage, I absolutely have nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. If I were to launch a firm that was perhaps uh, national, Canadian, mm-hmm. um, or North American, and, you know, kind of evolve consulting practices across the US as well. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there's an opportunity for me to keep a North American consulting firm here from Alberta alive okay. and running post pandemic. I think that okay. was my idea. Okay. What I didn't expect, Dorothy, was just how quickly it grew um, through this arm of writing. You know, uh, writing for Forbes has been significant, but I think also uh, panning and journaling leadership yes. stories um, okay. across the globe and starting with my hometown leaders as well, mm-hmm. um, I think was, was something that. Um, I guess complemented the work that I did from HR consulting and executive coaching. These extraordinary executive articles that I created complemented leadership um, mm. journeys and mm. showed us, I think, across the world how similar our journeys are. And if we were just to take an opportunity to get to know people and learn how they do business and learn how they got to where they are today, mm. um, I wonder if we could actually close the gap in. Um, you know, the distance, uh, virtually yes. knowing that we're right across the screen and we can actually do business yes. and have conversations and be mentors and role models for anybody across the globe. Oh, so that's beautiful. where I am today. I did not expect these 20, 
stories to generate the kind of traffic that they did. And yeah. I'm just thrilled because I do feel like my client partners on this journey with me are huge, huge part of my success and my team. Mm, I mean, that's actually such a beautiful narrative in terms of what you started off thinking about and where it's actually snowballed into at this point in time as a result of the pandemic. And I love that you're talking about success because not only are you talking about other leaders sort of success stories or even their hardship stories, but you're even talking a little bit about even your own success in this period. And, and I'd, I'd want us to, to sort of understand for you, Rina, how do you define success for a business and even for yourself personally? Sure, absolutely. You know, I think, you know, that's the main question I ask is, you know, how do you measure success? Mm. And it's such a personal, subjective question. It um, is. Because we all all measure it very differently, right? Success looks so different to everyone. And I think my goal was to highlight that I think we're all successful in different ways. A title a salary band um, that doesn't define success for us. I think for me specifically, and what I'm noticing definitely with my executives across the globe is Mm -hmm. success is very, very authentic. I think Mm. that there's an opportunity, if we're honest, there's a lot of integrity and there's a lot of honesty that I think stems and brews with success. And it's very authentic. It's a very personal journey. Mm. Um, And that's how I define it. I think about, you know, um, the past 20 years specifically of my career, how did I start? Where did I expect myself? And even in life itself, you know, Mm -hmm. you have all these plans and ideas about what you want to do. And, you know, at the snap of a finger, it could actually change. And so me being agile and, Mm -hmm. you know, showcasing, I guess, what my company stands for, I feel that that measures my, my success because Mm -hmm. it hasn't been, you know, the smooth ride that uh, we expect in life. But I think being able to navigate that with my core values still in place yeah, is what I was hoping for and I was able to do. So I think that's how I would probably define my success is my measure of authenticity and transparency. Well, beautiful. I'm so glad that that's actually one of the things you brought up because authenticity, I'm finding it even for my own business, is what's making clients and stakeholders resonate with why they want to do business with us. You know, it's that uniqueness about, you know, the person, the founder, the CEO, as well as about what you bring to the table in terms of your business. So you've you've just touched on it, but I'm going to maybe probe you a little bit deeper on that in terms of what does that authenticity look like for you and for your business? And 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 just generally, maybe just following on from that, how do we as, as business owners, whether we solopreneurs or entrepreneurs or even established businesses, how should we actually strive to bring this authenticity into the DNA of our business? You know, I think we all carry our own brand identities. And we hear it a lot. It's, you know, that term that's flying around, um, you know, every company right now is talk about personal branding and how Mm -hmm. we represent an organization's brand identity. Mm -hmm. And I think we are all carrying our own brand. And and a lot of that is our personalities and what Mm -hmm. we bring to the table. Mm -hmm. And often people get lost in you know, wearing uh, a title or holding a role in an organization saying that, you know, I work for such and such, such and such corporation. Yes. In reality, actually, what we're doing is we're representing the organization. We don't work for the organization. We're actually a representative of the organization that ties in the entire brand identity of the organization. Mm. We have a hundred employees and there's a hundred different personal brands that are actually uh, composing mm-hmm. that identity for the organization. And I mm-hmm. think that 
thought process for companies and um, entrepreneurs and solopreneurs is evolving because for me specifically, I know, you know, people want to work with um, Agilist Executive Consulting because they're curious about the type of work that I do and how it's more the how, mm-hmm. how I can execute that for them to actually help achieve their goals. Mm. You know, what is strategic planning and how can we look forward and how can we be successful? And I think the curiosity there is when, you know, as a consultant, you're trying to sell your brand identity Mm -hmm. and who you are. Mm -hmm. Um, There's nothing more important than actually garnering and fostering a relationship with the client that holds true to the value of both your company and recognizing that they have a brand identity as well. So brand plays a huge role in how successful we are. And it doesn't matter where, which country you're in nationally, internationally, it doesn't, it's, it's irrelevant. It's who you are and how you execute. You know, I have to agree with you on that, really, on on the personal brand side. And I mean, also having gone through my own experience in terms of building out visibility of that personal brand, building out the brand identity of the business as well. It's interesting the different ways in which we can go about carving that. And and I liked what you said about tying it into your, your values as a business as well, right? Because if there's that divergence, your, your stakeholders or your clients are going to notice that and they're going to ask questions and probably not going to do business with you if it doesn't align with them as well, right? So, you know, I, I've typically found a lot of businesses are struggling with that in this sort of environment. And I suppose the pandemic has made a lot of things stuck. You know, you've mentioned a few of them in the HR space, but certainly that brand identity and um, being aligned um, in terms of values is something that I'm noticing as a key thing that that a lot of companies want to work on. Is there anything that you would kind of, you know, on top of mind, think about as ways that businesses could try and if there's a misalignment, try and bring it together closer again? You know, I think absolutely. Today, we're seeing roles traditionally that were created for an organization, um, you know, in a very perhaps in a very hierarchical way, mm-hmm. we're seeing organizations flatten their hierarchy and recognizing that roles can evolve with the individuals in a role currently. Mm-hmm. You know, um, recruitment strategies and talent management strategies are so important. And of course, we, you know, spend a lot of time in creating what's going to work for the organization, depending on the core competencies needed. Mm-hmm. But when we look at our current team, before we go out and grow it, I think there's an opportunity today for organizations to look at their current team and determine if roles currently need to change. Mm -hmm. And if we're fully utilizing the skill set that we have, the talent that we have, Mm -hmm. and, you know, taking the fullest opportunity to build out those skills and make employees feel that this really can be a home away from home. Mm -hmm. You know, we talk a lot about, we've heard, you know, we cannot call corporations our families and that's not a family and it's corporation and you have your family time. But ultimately, if we think about it, we actually spend more time at work than we do, unfortunately, today in today's world than we do at home mm. or with our families. This time spent in our roles, wearing the hats that we are wearing in an organization are longer than the hats that we wear at home and the mm. roles that we wear at home. Mm. So how can we as an organization evolve the workforce where we're recognizing that we need this individual to actually change into this role or adopt to this role or create a role for themselves in an organization mm. so we can continue to retain that individual. Mm. You know, we hear about the great resignation mm-hmm. and I don't 
you know, I, I disagree with that. I don't necessarily agree that it's a great resignation movement. I think that there's a great opportunity. This yeah. is an opportunity to have a discussion. This is finally opening the doors for conversations, not during an exit interview, but perhaps a what's working. You know, we mm-hmm. always talk about what's not working. I think we need to talk about what's working in the workforce and what's yeah. working in a role. And, you know, a lot of personality comes into that and a mm-hmm. lot of um, intrinsic motivation. So slowly we're getting there, but we're I think those things need to happen. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I know. I agree with you on that as well, because, you know, in fact, I, recently I, I, I did an article for Forbes and I actually did, so in my way, in my view, it was a little bit about not so much the great resignation, as you're saying, but actually the great realignment, because I think people are finding their balance yet again in, in this new way of working and bringing up a lot of questions about, well, what works for me and what works for the company and where is that misalignment and how do I realign or adjust? And in some cases, as we're saying, it's actually, well, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to kind of figure out something for myself. Um, so, yeah, I completely, completely get that. And and I'm just wondering. I mean, in terms of in terms of your business, Rina, you know, you've two years in now. You're it's successful. You know, you it's it's probably reaching heights you didn't expect. How are you sort of looking ahead now as we go into 2022, 2023, to continue to lead for success for your business? Oh, well, I you know, Arthi, I think um, I talk a lot about again, planning for the future and do a lot of strategic planning exercises with my clients. And, you know, for myself, I've always worked three to six months in advance planning, Mm -hmm. you know, formalizing uh, where I want the direction of my business to go. And for 2022, I think, you know, I wanted an opportunity to come out and um, commit to podcasting, speaking a little bit more about, you know, myself and who the leader behind Agilis is Mm -hmm. and, you know, uh, create those relationships that clients or potential clients may not really know much about myself. Mm-hmm. So what we do see at this stage for 2022, 2023 is an opportunity to talk a lot more about where my business is going to grow, who I am, why the growth is important. Yeah. Um, does that involve a team? Does that involve continued partnerships, which have been significant again for my growth and my mm-hmm. ability to be successful. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot about that is I I really do value the brand. I think the brand is is swimming in in hopefully an authentic representation of Canadian entrepreneurship. I really Mm. hope that that's kind of the wholesome idea about, you know, holding the Canadian values, tying that to my own core values and continuing to talk about that, talk about how Canadians do business, why it's important for me uh-huh. and getting, getting people, I guess, in front of me and how, how important it is to connect, I guess, now that the virtual world is leaving, uh-huh. how important it is to connect in person again. Mm, mm, that sounds really, really beautiful. I like the, the, the intertwine you're talking about from the, the geography, the Canadian values, your business values, that authenticity of your brand as well. Really, really beautiful, Rena. Are there any key lessons from the pandemic over the past two years that you're sort of building into the current and into the future of your business? You know, there are. I think what I recognized very quickly, you know, on the positive is, of course, it's very easy to connect. The world is a lot uh, smaller than we thought. So it's very easy to connect with anyone across the globe. Yes. And on top of that, do business. It's very easy for uh, us to align, I think, some of our... um, corporate strategies very easily. Mm -hmm. Um, I think though now 
it's important to pick up on that body language. What I think I've missed and what I believe is going to help me continue to be successful, especially in the executive coaching area, is mm-hmm. picking up on body language. So that in-person okay. connection is mm-hmm. so important. Yeah. Um, there is nothing more, I think, valued for clients to want to work with, you know, a corporation or an individual than to develop that relationship. And in mm. order to develop any type of relationship, I'm a true believer of having an in-person connection and connecting, you know, yourself by reading the room, uh, doing a lot of that emotional uh, intelligence and mm-hmm. picking up on what's not said, mm. you know, and, and sometimes you need to be in front of someone and, you know, have the eye contact and really understand the perspective of where someone wants to go, especially when it comes to big decisions like career changes or, you know, entrepreneurship or, you know, launching a company mm-hmm. really need to understand their goals, but who they are. So that relationship in person mm-hmm. connection is so, so important. It's mm-hmm. very different than it is virtually. Mm-hmm. You're, you're quite right about that. And as you said, we're moving away from a completely virtual sort of engagement and, and embracing a bit more of in-person engagements again. How are you seeing that sort of transpiring in, in your part of the world? Is it becoming easier? Are people wanting to meet? Is it starting to move business ahead for you? It is. Absolutely. Mm. That's a great question, Arthi. It's um, definitely refreshing to be able to get back out um, and meet clients again, either downtown or, um, you know, in any part of Calgary, really. But it is really nice to have that in-person connection. I think we've um, been isolated and not in a, not in a bad way. It was an opportunity. I keep saying that COVID gave us an opportunity to go in and, and reevaluate ourselves as people and our relationships and where we want to be in life. But now there is something very different about um, the excitement of meeting for a coffee, which turns into, you know, a business opportunity mm-hmm. or connecting with potential partners and growing our, our, you know, strategies together. There's, there's, um, I think a synergy and, mm-hmm. and again, the body language that makes it a little bit more exciting. So goal oriented. Mm-hmm. 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 Is so important. No, it's true. I mean, here in South Africa as well, we're also starting to emerge with relaxations of controls too. So getting out and about and meeting people, it is refreshing. And it is really lovely to have that contact again with people. I, I must say, I am emerging a bit slow, but you know, when I do, it's just beautiful <laughs> to be interacting. Know, but- <laughs> it, it really, really is. I, I, I hear what you're saying. It, it makes It makes a huge amount of an impression and also in terms of our own sort of value of of ourselves as well to be able to have that interaction with with people with potential clients and I like what you said about you know that um, you're meeting someone for coffee but it's actually landing up turning into something that could be a potential collaboration a, a potential business engagement as well so that's really beautiful it just shows you how people are open to those synergies as you mentioned Really, really nice. I think think people have changed, you know, I think the pandemic has emotionally created, um, you know, I think um, changes in people's lives that have made them realize that, you know, um, I don't want to use, you know, the cliche, life is short, enjoy. But I guess what I mean here is that time can be very limited, right? We don't know Mm -hmm. at the drop of a hat, the world can change in an instant like we saw. So, Mm Time, I think, is valued a lot more. Relationships are valued a lot more. Where and how we spend our time and who we spend it with mm-hmm. is, I think, at the 
back of our minds a little bit more consistently now than yeah. perhaps it would have been. Yeah. So I think those relationships are important and how, how we become who we want to become going forward. It's going to be mm. interesting. Oh, I agree. Interesting times ahead. Yeah. yeah uh, you know, I'm also thinking about, you know, this. So, so you obviously launched your business and here we are two years later. There's a whole host of people who are waiting for that right time, you know, to launch their business. What would be some of your top tips um, for those who are listening into our show today about, you know, the the timing the opportunity, when's it right? What should they actually be thinking about in order to start on their road to success as a business owner? You know, I would recommend the fact that they're even thinking about it means that it's time to start. You know, for the longest time, Arthi, I thought about it and I thought about it and I wasn't even buying time. I just didn't feel like I could create a world where I was going to be able to have the time to do what I'm doing today. I wasn't... Mm sure if it would work with my lifestyle. And I think the the only advice I can have is I know for myself personally, I didn't realize until I just kind of threw caution to the wind and said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to do this. And I have absolutely nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. I was just, it, it's almost like driving a car from the back seat. I've been driving my car from the back seat for so long, Mm -hmm. you know, letting people in and stopping at greens potentially and being so cautious about, you know, others and what's, what's important to others on the road. Yes. When, when I realized that the only person responsible to drive to my destination is myself. Mm. And once I realized that I, I said, I can never take a back seat again. Mm. And with that, I can say, you know, um, preparation, um, aside comes lost. There mm. is always, you know, the balance of equilibrium. Yes. We'll always end up likely losing something or having to give something up in order to achieve something else. And that's right. reality of the world. And, okay. um, it's reality of any decision I think we make, especially in business. Mm, mm, absolutely. And, and what a, what a beautiful and powerful reframe around, you know, who's going to get you to your destination. I think that's so important that, that that is actually a key trigger, I think, for a lot of people. So, so thank you for sharing that, Rina. I appreciate that. And, and obviously, you know, there's those that are waiting to launch, but then there are those who are in the midst of it. You know, um, some of them may be struggling, maybe, you know, two, three years in. What sort of advice could you share with them now? They're stuck in the trenches. How can they f- emerge successfully out of this pandemic as we all are starting to emerge? I think, you know, role models and mentorship is very, very important. There is, okay. there is, there is huge humility in, in knowing that we're not capable of doing everything that we want to do as business owners, especially entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. There's so much learning and it's lifelong. Like there's not, a, there's not a day that I don't make a mistake. And there's mm-hmm. definitely not a day that I haven't learned um, anything that mm-hmm. I continue to learn every day. So I think seeking out mentors, looking at individuals that will help support your journey yeah. and, um, you know, guide you. And there's so many people who are willing to offer their hand who have said, you know what, I've been there. I've done that. Mm-hmm. Um, this has been my experience. And this is where I see you going. If I could look into the future, I think that this is where you're headed. Mm-hmm. Um, here, why don't I help you? There's there's immense um, opportunity there for, for seeking mentorship. Wow. We can't talk enough about mentorship programs, right? Yeah. And organizations and how much we say, let's launch a mentorship program. Mm-hmm. 
what does that look like? Job shadowing and role models. Who's your role model? Mm-hmm. Those those are really, really important to know that there's always someone who's been there, who's perhaps ahead of you in life or career yeah. that we can say, hey, could we could we just get a hand or how can you help me here? Right. There's humility in that. I think that's that's huge growth. Yeah, absolutely. And and people are open to actually offering that helping hand too now. That's what I'm even noticing too. Mm-hmm. So we must actually make use of this. So I love that. I love that advice. I love that guidance that you've given all of us that are actually, you know, at that ready to launch stage and even those of us who are in the trenches. So really, really lovely tips and hints for, for everyone listening in today. We've been having such a beautiful conversation and, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you as we end off, if you could share something that just keeps you inspired to do what you're doing, be it a quote, a poem, anything that, you know, you keep as a bit of a mantra, even for yourself that helps you to continue on the road to success. What would that be? You know, every morning, and and again, it sounds, I'm going to use a cliche again, because I tend to use a lot of quotes. Quotes are so, so important that guide a lot of what I do and a lot Uh of my work. But are the, I wake up with butterflies. It's, it's an incredible, incredible feeling Mm -hmm. to know that, you know, you took a risk and it worked. And the opportunity for it to continue to work means that you have to be in a positive mindset and have, you know, somewhere in you that optimism that's always driving you to know that no matter what happens, mistakes, um, you know, and successes are hand in hand. Right. And failure and success, you know, equally is hand in hand. But knowing that there's this giddiness and there's this spontaneity in the day and waking up knowing that there's something you can do that can impact yourself and mm-hmm. someone else's life, that butterflies is what drives me. You know, it really is. And if I wake up and I feel that that's not there, mm-hmm. at least I know, like I'm more self-aware and know myself enough to know where I need to work on, you know, what I need to work on to make it better. You know, yeah. what's missing? Where's the gap there? Yes. Being that self-aware, that self-awareness is so important. Mm. I love that butterflies when you wake up that sounds so beautiful wow (laughs) well Rina you know I wish you every success as you continue to grow your business and um, I hope you you strive and you get to all the different goals that you're looking to to achieve so best of luck to you and thank you so much for joining me on the show today oh it's an honor and a pleasure for me Arthi thank you so much so great connecting with you truly absolutely you take care Rina bye thank you so much thank you so much for joining me on this episode today if you like what you heard rate the episode and podcast and feel free to write a review plus of course share with others too I love talking around topics like these. So if you like my perspective or insight on a subject close to your heart or something that you're grappling with, reach out to me in your comments or send me an email via my website or connect with me via LinkedIn, Instagram or Facebook. All my social media are on the podcast information. If it's important to you, then it's important to me. So happy listening to the Inspire Your Life podcast. And catch you soon on the next episode. Bye.